So we all know that trading psychology plays a massive role in our live trading, but did you know that it also plays a role in our backtesting? In today's podcast, we're going to take a look at what type of role trading psychology and emotions play and give you guys some tips on how you can deal with them so that they do not sabotage your results. Uh, real quick, George says, did you take maybe a bigger position off at target one? Did it make a difference taking smaller position off? Um, I actually, I actually tested an equal position. I, I was going to originally test... Um, um, one third off at target one and two thirds off at, at target two. Um, currently I'm still doing the equal one right now. So I haven't gotten to that yet. Um, I wanted to do the equal one first, just so I can make uh, kind of have something to compare it to. Um, I actually didn't think the equal one would work and I'm very, very, um, early into the testing. Um, but the equal one has worked more than I thought, which was surprising. Like I, I literally just said, okay, let me test like two years of this equal one so I can get some comps and then I'll do like one third, two thirds, right? And I can compare it. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, this is kind of working. So I don't, who knows? I'll, I'll probably still test it regardless. Um, Cause that was the original idea. But yeah, it's, it's funny how it's like some of the things you don't think will work will actually work. I, I, didn't, I didn't even think doing this would work. It was just kind of an idea cause it, Based on what I saw before, I didn't think it would work. Like what I banked on working was the the moving to break even. Like, hey, I'm not going to take anything off, but I'm going to move to break even and eliminate some, turn some of these losses into break even trades. And usually, if you can turn losses into break evens, that'll that'll fix things pretty good. But the type of drawdowns I was seeing, because that that big target member tension was so low, I'm talking like 26 percent. Because it was so low, it still didn't really help that much. And again, I was hitting at like 26%. It was funny enough, even with like the break evens, it was still like 28%. Like it didn't make any difference. It was it was weird. Um, well, I guess because the break evens don't count as wins either, so it doesn't help you there. But I I thought I can at least get like maybe like a 10% boost, and I was uh, <laughs> I was pretty upset. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I was pretty upset just because at, at at this point in my trading, I, I kind of like know. I'm I'm better at finding solutions because I've done stuff for so many years. So in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, easy fix. I know the problem, win percentage. I know how to fix a win percentage. And then all of a sudden, it's like, nope. You, you do everything. And I, I, I never I never look at the numbers till the end. It's kind of like the surprise. Like, I do all the work. And then I finally put in, like, the, the, um, the calculations to see, like, all right, what's it going to be? And I'm like, okay, let's see it. Surprise, 28%. Mother boop. <laughs> Maybe I should do the calculations real time then I, then I can stop while I'm ahead. Um, but I, I've always been like that. Like I, I, whenever I do my back testing, I never, I never look at the numbers till the very end. Like I want it to be a surprise. Um, I think it also started because I, don't, I, don't, I also don't want to psych myself out. So when I first started back testing, I would get, you, you know how it is. I, I am cursed where... No matter what random year I pick, my first year of backtesting is always amazing. I don't know if you guys like that or it's just me. Whatever, I can pick any year. And it's always the greatest year. So back when I was young, I would always see that PL, right? It was tracking and I trade by trade. I'm like, I would just get so excited and I would get more excited and more excited and more excited. And I would get in this high emotional place 
And I would either, when I was really young, I would just ditch my back testing and start trading it live. I'm like, I'm just gonna start trading it live and I'll finish the back testing during and I'd lose money. Or I would get so overconfident that when things came back to normal, I would just be like, it would, I would be in a very dark place. Cause I was, I would, you know, I was so banked in on, this is gonna be it. This is finally the thing that works. And then like, when it's taken away from me, I'm like, ah, right. It's, it's, it's one of those type of deals. Um, so I've learned to control that, control my emotions um, by covering up my, covering up my PNL. Um, I had a, I had a really good conversation with, um, Denise Scholl the other day over Twitter, um, about emotions. She, she's played a big role in my trading. She has some great stuff. Um, if you, if you guys have ever seen billions, um, and, and this is a, this may or may not still be in court, but she is basically the person that they interviewed to create Wendy Rhodes's character. And I put out a tweet, a little micro content that said, uh, losses are a natural part of trading. And the sooner you can accept that, the sooner you become a successful trader. The problem is many traders take losses personally, which causes an emotional response. This response usually ends in the trader making their situation worse. And Denise is always good at correcting me um, and, and not correcting me in like a negative way, but she always, um, I, I love the way she words stuff because I need to get better at it, where I always say it causes it, it causes an emotional response. And whenever we talk about an emotional response in trading, or I guess even in, in real world, right? It has a negative connotation to it, right? Would you guys agree? When we're like, oh man, you know, Dennis is being emotional. Laura is being emotional. We always think about it in a negative way where we shouldn't, right? Because emotions aren't negative, right? Emotions are positive. E emotions are what make humans humans right like the ability to love the ability to care the ability to express ourselves. this is stuff that makes human beings human beings and, and that love and, and that expression of emotions is so positive um so she's always good in, in correcting me where she says she she gave me a nice i love she did like the positivity sandwich she gave me a nice little shout out and then she was like but if i can slightly refine this by emotions right? We mean misunderstanding emotions, right? Misunderstanding emotions, because emotions aren't necessarily a negative thing, but it's misunderstanding our emotions or, or using our emotions in a negative way. So when I was coming up in trading, I used to call myself emotionalist because in general, I don't really, I don't show a lot of emotion, but people used to be like, oh, kill, you're a robot, right? You don't have any emotions in the market. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, no emotions, trading.com, right? Um, but the fact is, right, having no emotions makes you not human or makes you a sociopath, one of the two. Um, and I do have emotions. I do lack empathy in many more than a normal person. But I do have emotions. But what I've what I've done in the market is I've learned how to not react to my emotions. So do I get happy during trades? Oh, yeah. I loved I loved the winner more, you know, just as much as anyone else. Right. So, yes, I get happy when things go my way. Yes, I do get sad when things don't go my way. Right. I don't maybe I don't react on, on the, the scale of how I react isn't as much as how I used to be. Right. When a trade used to be like one tick in my favor, I'd be dancing around the house naked like, yeah, here we go. Right. It's my house. I can do what I want. Please don't picture that, by the way. Or when I get sad, I used to like hit my head against the wall. When a trade's like one pip down. Now it's like, you know, 
15 years been there done that like a trade's going up i still get happy but it's like yeah you know yeah it's a winner like you know i've had winners before right big deal we're like ah it's a loser like ah man this one really sucks but you know i've had losers before rarely will you see me get highly emotional the only time you'll probably see it is if we have like the big home run trade or like i think the other day we had a trade that like um I think it moved in my favor and, and just missed targets before coming back down and stopping me out. And, I, and like those still kind of get me. But the difference is I have emotions. I've just learned to kind of disconnect from them. So I have them, but I do not allow myself to react off of them. And having so much of an emotional reaction in the beginning phases of my backtesting, just by the, the, the real time number that was printing as I went through trade by trade, I would feel myself getting overconfident. I would feel myself, you know, really sabotaging my backtesting because we have the ability to do that. Um, you may not want to admit it, but I'm sure some of you have backtested and you've, you know, you've been on like a losing streak and you see like six in a row and you get that next trade and you see it's a loser and you kind of overlook it. You're like, ah, that never happened. Or like, ah, I'd be, I'd be sleeping. Or, you know, I, I was probably, it's a Friday. I wouldn't be trading Friday. Or, ah, you know, you make excuses. You don't want to see it. And when you're emotionally in a, an unstable place where you need a win because you've had so many losses, you're more likely to sabotage your backtesting. Same thing with winter, where it's like you get this big win that misses by a pip and you're like, ah, you know, I would have took it early. Like, no, you got you to gotta be truthful about it. So I would find myself getting untruthful in my backtesting because of the emotional state that I was in. So something I did to help with that was, again, I just I covered up, just like in real trading, cover up your P&L. I never looked at my P&L. Now, obviously, you, you kind of know when you see like the ones and zeros add up in your, your profit or loss categories, right? So you kind of know when you're on a winning streak and a losing streak, obviously, but not seeing that bigger number, not kind of knowing where you're at in the bigger scheme helped me out massively. Um, so I, I still do it to this day. Um, I just, I don't know. I, th I, I kind of like the surprise factor as well. Like back testing sucks, but if you're shooting for something, so in my mind, if I'm shooting for, Ooh, I wonder what this is going to be when I, when I unlock, when I unload it, um, versus like me knowing already, it allows me to kind of complete the back testing instead of like giving up mid year or something like that. So back testing tips for you guys. So yeah, a, a little bit about back testing, a little bit about three bar reversals. Um, you guys have any other questions for me before I let you head out? Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you have some time, head over to our website, www.tier1trading.com. Lots of awesome trading education content over there just for you. That's www.tier1trading.com. See you there.